0: Hello and welcome to episode 21 of The Anti-Racist Economy with Kim Creighton. As the Anti-Racist Economist, Kim is dedicated to building a future that is supremacy, coercion, discrimination and exploitation free. And each episode, please join Kim and myself, Erin Mills, as we discuss the intersection of current events, pop culture and social change, ever exploring the critical dynamics of anti-racism and psychological safety in today's workplace. And today, we're definitely going to start with the workplace. We've got a fun topic for you. Well, <laughs> I'll put fun in air quotes. It's, <laughs> it's a real topic. Um, but before we get started, Kim, what have you been up to?
1: Um, Finally, finally, finally. Um, by the time this airs, Why Do Rehab will have launched. Straight No Chaser will have launched. Conversations with Kim with him lunch. <laughs> so, so you're saying you've been up to a lot? <laughs> yeah, just uh, just a uh, just a skosh, just a skosh, just a little bit. Yeah, yep, yep. So, um, happy to have all of those things off the deck, but very good. Excited about these projects and where they go from here. Yeah.
0: How about you? That's incredible. Uh, I have been enjoying the final weeks of summer and just getting getting my head my head together for fall. So that's oh. what I've been doing, getting organized and enjoying time with the kids and, you know, just doing the damn thing. So, All right. Let's yeah. Do the damn thing. yeah, I know. Uh, so I mentioned the workforce when we got started and you sent me a great, uh, was it a meme? TikTok? I never know how to call it anything. A, it,
1: no, it was a, um, it was a TikTok video.
0: A TikTok video. That came, Cause I read my TikTok I watch my TikTok videos on Instagram like an adult. Yes, I, do <laughs> I too. saw that. That was a good meme. I love it. Like three days after they've been circulated, <laughs> exactly. Like, like an adult. So, uh, so yes, you sent me this amazing compilation of out-of-office messages from <laughs> Gen Z employees, and they were pretty funny. Maybe we should read a few of these. Uh, All right, go ahead. Okay, so here we go. I'm waiting, it's loading, on vacation, hoping to win the lottery and never return. The bad news is I'm out of the office. The good news is that I'm out of the office. Do not contact me while I'm on leave or I will report you to HR. Error, 404, employee not found. This one's great, please enjoy your break from me. (laughs) If you need me, too bad. I'm unsure why you're emailing me. Wait, actually, this one, I have to rewind because it went too fast. Let's see. Well, I'm going to have to skip that one because I'm not tech savvy enough. (laughs) This one says, I'll be out of office from this date to this date. If it's an emergency, call 000, which might be our equivalent of 911. And contact someone other than me.
2: (laughs) And I thought this was funny. It was because
1: I vibe with millennials and Gen Z because that's how I approach it. <laughs> it's so funny to me because some people, many people in, in Gen X and definitely baby boomers are all about code switching, assimilation, all this mm-hmm. it has to be, look, what does that look like? That, and I gives no fucks. And so when I saw that these were fucking actual, um, office out of um, Vacation because I'll put in there, um, I'll, I don't explain anything. I'll say, I need a break. I'll talk to y'all. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I've done that on my messages. And so this is what folks are not ready for.
2: And This generation is the most informed. I'll use that word mm-hmm. because they
1: have access. Hell, all I had was an encyclopedia in a car catalog. If it wasn't in the psychopedia or the call catalog at the library, it did not exist for us because we couldn't access it until I got to college or when you get to, you know, the microfiche. But if it's not on microfiche, it doesn't exist kind of thing. And so they live in a world where just like we're creating this new shit is created every day
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they can access it at at, at, at a nominal or free cost. Right? Right, right. And so they're the
2: most informed. They're the most Outside of, because there's also an article that
1: they're talking about how um, young men of the, are, are becoming more conservative, but they left out of that heading, m- more white young men are becoming more conservative. Not every, not all young men are becoming more conservative. This group is the most accepting of gender, of pronouns, of, of sexuality, of they still struggle with, with race because their parents they, ain't nobody talking about anti-racism, you know, mm-hmm. um, or anti-blackness or white supremacy there, but they're the most informed about white supremacy and anti-blackness. Um, They are the most. Yeah. I, I mean, to them saying some, some, somebody tell you their pronouns is like, Oh, they just put it in the car catalog. Oh, you change your pronouns. You can change your pronouns 30 times. They don't give a damn. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so what are you, what is all this about? What is that? No, it's just they. Jim decided to change his pronouns
0: again. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Again. And I like that you use the word again because there's a fluidity that's really white, you know, widely accepted in this generation. Yes. Yes. You know, absolutely. And I'm oh, yeah, what, what
1: what generation are your kids in? Because they're not a Gen Z. What's they called? What's they calling your group?
0: I actually don't know. I should probably Google it and understand. I don't really I don't really know. I don't because really know. That
1: your group mm-hmm. is the one who's really gonna come because right. they're actually learning anti-racism.
0: Right. And my some eight years old and younger is where my are, are my yeah. children's ages. So yeah. You know, and it's not uncommon, you know, for to hear, you know, like, oh yeah, so and so, you know, is transitioning or you know, like it's not uncommon. And it's so from the, funny from because the kid, you know while,
1: while all these laws are saying you can't have these conversations, just like you back in the um back in when we were school, the abstinence, the 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 the, the, the you know, just say no, the dare you don't have to talk about it for people to know what the fuck's going on. What you do is create an ignorant-ass populace when they don't understand what the hell's going on. But after all those years of pouring money into D.A.R.E., research proves that shit doesn't work. After pouring all this money into these abstinence programs, research shows that 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 shit doesn't work. Nothing, when you, anything that is a a, a prohibition, if there is no alternative, it does not work. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So this is what they're trying to stop. Stop with all these laws. These don't say gay laws because this generation these generations are coming up have no problem with having these conversations. It's the adults in their lives who don't get it. Who are frightened. Right. And also with this generation because they are they are questioners. They're not um Lemons at school is trying to make us be. They're just, school is the same, but society is, is they're growing up in a society where they can do their own research and they can
2: question their own shit. Right. This is a direct, the most direct attack is
1: the word that's coming to my head. So I'll go with attack to white supremacy and anti blackness. This is a group of people who will have that language that we didn't have. We had to learn, we're, we're, I had to learn this shit. I didn't, I didn't, no one talked about, and thankfully I lived in Atlanta, Georgia where at least there was a civil rights movement. So I knew about, I knew beyond the things on uh, his speech, you know, that white folks mm-hmm. like to throw up. But I was still very ignorant because I was in Atlanta. No one's talking about this shit. Um, but this group of young people, millennials and younger, Are particularly Gen Z. Good Lord, Gen Gen Z. They are no fucks to give in the workplace. Mm -hmm. Oh, you promised me this, and I can't have that. Deuces, I'm out. It ain't no negotiation. It ain't. It is no. I'm I'm taking the mental health there. You know where? Um, back in the day, you would have to explain why you need a sick day. Why I got to explain that? I'm taking a sick day. I'm taking. It's a personal day. I don't
2: need to tell you shit. This group of y'all people, I ain't telling you shit. Ain't your business. Mm -hmm. that is a direct threat to
1: systems institutions and policies designed for the to privilege a few at the expense of the many. that is a direct threat to that and i love to see it and so my one of my um things is just get in their ear because and 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 so that they're the information they're getting they know how to process it right
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know to, so they can develop that supremacy, coercion, discrimination, exploitation-free lens early on, so they can start challenging capitalism. Like, oh, it doesn't have to be. Why is capitalism this way? Capitalism mm-hmm. is just a theory that talks mm-hmm. about or private ownership. It doesn't have to be. Um, uh, it doesn't have to be exploitative. Why is it exploitative by nature? It doesn't have to be. Oh, I cannot wait to start having those conversations.
0: I know, and it's a it's a great reminder to us as employers. That we have so much to learn from this generation. We have so much to learn from this generation, and this is a generation that has not only do they have exponentially—that's not even the correct word—like in terms of their options, in terms of what they're consuming, the type of content that's out there, but they're also co- with fewer
1: gatekeepers.
0: With fewer gatekeepers, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, and they're co-creating content from an early age, and I'm not talking about these YouTube stars who who are a factor who do. Yield tremendous influence, but what mm-hmm. I'm talking about is just the up the ways to express yourselves mm-hmm. and to develop community at a very early age. The vernacular, yes. it, it, I mean, it's 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 adorable. It's right. my daughter the other day; she's sick She goes, "That's really sus." I go, "Excuse me." <laughs> she's like, "That's super sus, mom." So she's already calling suspect on me about mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. You know, she's learning to question and to do it yes. in, a, in a in a in a vernacular that. That's widely used. I, I you know, it's so interesting to watch it unfold. And it it's obviously terrifying as well as a parent yeah. because because there's very little um, I don't want to say censorship. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um there there, there there's very little uh quality control. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah. that's probably mm-hmm. the best way to say yeah, it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is a beauty because it, it means that, that, again, to your point, a lot of it's not gated. There, there are lots of ideas out there. Mm-hmm. But it, it's also hard to navigate as a parent and be like, okay.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I'm, sure it's,
1: I'm sure it's like a, um, being hit with a fire hose. Because every day there's something new. Um, mm-hmm. Your child can access stuff that you don't even know exists. And that's, that's not new. But they can access it in ways that are new. Um, yeah. I couldn't access global shit. I just didn't have access to it. I couldn't, um, if I was going to go down a rabbit hole, it was from books. It was from, you know, that kind of, it wasn't just getting on YouTube and watching video after video, right. after video after video of, of something that may not be in my best interest. Um, mm-hmm. um. But you can't keep information from them. Like they challenge everything, all that, the um they the, it's the whole, so why you, and I just, I used to get in so much trouble with this. I don't get it. Why? <laughs> you know, I, and so with me asking why I always have to ask somebody else, they get to go to sources. Yes. They get to go. And in a lot of cases, firsthand sources, the person who actually said that shit, they can go to them. I had to get, you know, we get a second person, third person from some textbook that somebody wrote or whatever they get, they can go online and find the author of an article.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh yeah. I see it all the time. And I see, I see my son is eight going to Wikipedia all the time. Like, you know, and he says, Oh, and then he he clicks the links. He looks at the sources.
1: And and it's so funny because as an educator, when, when I first, um, when I got, I started teaching in 07 and left in 12. And I remember the whole thing, particularly when I got in high school, the kids were not, we were so like, you can't use Wikipedia. That's cheating. And I was like, how is it cheating? It's information. Because in school they try again, that's that gatekeeping. Your information right. has to come from me. Right. And we're seeing, if you're not paying attention, Florida and, uh, and, and, um, and Texas, I don't want the information. Uh, majority of our textbooks
2: come from either Texas or California. I don't want, and I and I can get pissed about thinking about how they indoctrinated us. We didn't even know that it was happening. We didn't know that there were that people were intentionally and strategically adding, eliminating, um, embellishing <laughs> all kinds mm-hmm. of shit. Mm-hmm. It is amazing when you think about their access to information. Because information is just, I tell people this, information everybody has
1: access to. You take information and you, you have some lived experience and then now you have knowledge because it's internalized. But then you have to do some more work, you do some more living, and then it hopefully it becomes wisdom. That's where I want to help them because they have access to information,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but to turn it into knowledge that is of value right, and eventually to wisdom that comes with age they don't yeah and, that, and,
2: and when you think about that your that your 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 brain is not fully developed until 25 and it goes
1: to your thing you know they have all this access to information but developmentally right, right. are they ready for all that information
0: 100 percent Right. And I know. And our responsibility to this generation is making sure they, they have the lived experiences necessary to process that information, right? And to vet it and to have the ability to 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 feel that like they can challenge it, but that they have a basis for challenge, right? So they yes. have to have some you know, which is so important. Because um, challenges
1: is for challenging sake, you're just an asshole. Right. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And so going back to them in the workplace. Everything can't be a battle. Everything can't be a revolution. Some things you just got to sit back and watch play out. Some things you got to let play out. Um, But without
1: lived experience, you don't know what those are. You can't just say, yeah, you that's a, deserve. that is a
0: wisdom. That is a wisdom
1: yeah. that you have you to learn answer, yeah. uh,
0: and often learn by failing, like yes. by, by inserting yourself in the Fuck wrong place
1: and like, damn, but, I don't want to yeah. do that again. <laughs> right.
0: Right. The wrong, the wrong agenda, yeah. you know? And I think that was a big disservice to my generation. We were the be all you can be generation. I was born in 1980. Right. So Reagan, and it was, you can be all anything you want to be like, this is like, Oh my optimism. God. Is this and, the,
1: are we bringing in the, are we now transitioning into the Barbie shit? <laughs> oh I,
0: yeah, I guess we are. Yeah. I Cause that movie,
1: but that's what that was.
0: Yes, it is yeah, that's a great segue. I didn't even plan yes. that. Um, but, but yeah, so that, I mean, yes. Yeah. So let's transition to the Barbie because you saw it over the weekend. I saw it two weekends ago. I actually saw it opening weekend.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I saw your first tweet. Your first tweet was like, I've seen it. I'm not, I'm not ready to comment it yet. Like mm-hmm. I'm still processing. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm probably paraphrasing here. And you said, but the set and the, no, no, that
1: was the second one. So oh, that was
0: the second one. one. Maybe I missed yes. the first one.
1: No, no, no. You're right. You were- okay. so the first okay. one was, I'm still processing. Okay. Well, what I can say is, and I'm paraphrasing anybody who made this seem like an ex- existential, existential threat, I will not take you serious. You are unserious to me, period.
2: That's There's right, nothing
1: right. you can say to me that I'm going to take serious. If you see, if you walked away from that movie, seeing it as an existential threat. So that was the first thing. And so I had already come to my conclusions in the movie, but I wanted to wait because I knew, right. I knew there's some other people I wanted to watch, wanted to see it, but I was like, and then I started seeing all of these. Okay. So before well, yeah. I get so, so to the tweet, second, so what was, yeah. your, so so what what was your impression?
0: Well, so your tweet one was basically like, calm the fuck down.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a fucking, it is Barbie. What the fuck? This is not World War III. <laughs> right. Right.
0: Right. It is for entertainment well,
1: purposes only.
0: Well, and I think the whole Barbenheimer thing, like just took on like a whole new, I, th- I think people just came into it wanting, wanting a World War III or just wanting this extra layer of meaning and anyway. So, okay, so what was my take? My first reaction, first of all, it's funny. I was a filmmaker. I don't know if you know. Oh,
1: okay, one. hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, yeah. hold up. Okay, so the second one I did before you say okay. this, the second okay. one I said was, um, now I'm ready to say something, right now, but I say, and I just want to say this little part, that the sets, and the customs deserve a
2: fucking Oscar, period. 100%. All right.
1: Now you go with. <laughs>
0: with 100%. And I, and I agree with you. So I'm a film major. I love, so I studied film. I love film. Mm-hmm. I can say that in the last eight years between running the business and having three children, I never see a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I can also tell you if I do, it's animated. And I'm usually, you know, running to the bathroom what, 12 times with my children and getting popcorn so I, and the other thing I'll say is my, the, the criteria by which I evaluate films has completely changed. Cause like now it's like, I'm super happy. If I have a flight that I had to go to Orlando this week, my computer was broken. I got to watch a movie like, and, and I'm bawling my eyes out. And it's like, you know, crazy rich Asians, and I'm like balling yeah. my eyes out and I'm having a blast. It was great. But like, you know, and that is a high caliber. I, I thought that was a really, I really enjoyed that movie. But I'm just saying, like, I could watch a Hallmark movie and be like, this deserves, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because I don't ever get any, I just never get any content. So anytime I do, it's great. So I was really excited to see this movie. I didn't know much about it going into it. I, I obviously know Greta Gerwig. Um, and so I knew she was going to bring in an artful, in what I would expect, like an artful interpretation, but I just didn't have any time to read up on it. And I knew that because it had a PG 13 rating, that like, I, I knew this wasn't a kid's movie, mm-hmm. you know, but my kids saw it, and They're like, oh, we want to go to Barbie. And I, you know, and, and I did a little research online and everyone's like, it's gonna go over their head mostly. There's a couple penis mentions or whatever, but you know, and I I thought that my twins were mature enough to handle it. So I brought them Um, and my brother-in-law came with me. He helps out a lot with the kids and he's, he's a, a film. He's a, he's a cinephile. He loves the movies mm-hmm. and he's really, really well read. And, and our takeaway, I, I, I liked it. I thought it was entertaining. I don't necessarily think that, I mean, I, I didn't mind the patriarchy because I, I enjoyed laughing. Like I enjoyed kind of being in on the joke. That was my interpretation. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that it was a uh, an end all be all commentary, but I enjoyed it. Like, I, I think I enjoyed it, you know? And so that was my takeaway. I mean, I, I think there's, Sure, of course, there's problematic aspects of it, of course. Um, so
1: for me, yeah, if I hadn't seen all the hoopla, I may have enjoyed it okay. because I was coming in with himcra yeah. like bleh. yeah, I did not find it funny. so even even take away all the shit because I talk about all the shit that people talk about. Yeah. I did not laugh. I did not the 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 script was reductive. I was like I've seen. It remind. I walked away feeling the same thing I felt when people were talking about Avatar, and I was like, oh, oh, "I walked away from that movie like oh, I, I can't get that goddamn time back." Um, so, <laughs> I I didn't hate it, right? But what I what I what I noticed was all the white women who just love this fucking movie, and what I coming from that lens. What the rest of my message was was, I said, this deserves an Oscar for the sets and the screen and the um and the costumes. But what this was was white feminism, patriarchy, blah, blah, blah. It had no intersectionality and there was no depth. So if folks had just left the fucking movie alone and let me go see it, I probably would have had the same shit with you. But everybody wanted to have fucking dissertations about how deep this shit was. And I'm like, you motherfuckers can't even swim in a goddamn three-inch pool. Because nothing about this movie was fucking deep. This was like the jerk from back in the day. There was no there was no fucking depth to this. And the fact that you had... Just because you got a Black woman as the president, that didn't change anything. Oh, I
0: know. Wow. That was a token casting job, if ever. Oh, my
1: God. I know. And then you have um, America explaining shit to white women if this ain't white i was like lord and she's been problematic as fuck she's anti-black so i had a whole i it just brought up a whole but, but this brought up all bunch of shit because people kept, i was like had y'all just left this movie just let me just go see it <laughs> Everybody's on, on on Twitter making these deep that like uh, yes and and this was I was like y'all it wouldn't really show me and it's so funny because one of my one of my girlfriend um Kristen, the white, my white friend, yeah. she saw it yesterday because I was like, I need you to watch this so we can talk because you holding me up. And she had the same, it was too much shit going on. It, they just even, even how the it, it just was like, yeah, mm. you know. Oh,
0: well, I hear, I hear you relative to that. You know, what went like viral was the America Ferreira's uh, monologue where she talks about as women, we're not supposed to be skinny, but blah, blah, blah. and it's interesting. And, and it's such that I read, it was going viral on LinkedIn. Somebody was mm-hmm. sharing it and commenting on it. And, and, and I was reading it and it's like that, it's something I that, that is the part that, that did make me uncomfortable because I just like, I, when I heard it, I was like, yeah, but like, I, for me, the part that I enjoyed in terms of like elevating the conversation was the I the patriarchal Ken stuff like just you know like the bar the kind of barbaric portrayal of like what happens when I I don't know when when a when a man is allowed to kind of when a man feels emasculated and how dangerous that can be I, I actually think that's an important storyline
1: um, and then, and I, they could have went with that yeah. but then yeah. so it was like there was a lot yeah. of places they could have went deeper and they right. did that's that's good what point. I'm talking
2: about and yeah, I was that's like so it's like
1: all these different things. Right, like even her as trite as the her little monologue was right they could have gone deeper with that right um the kids the fact that he goes to a place and because he's seen he takes that shit back and it in less than a day he fucks up everything right and then it turns out all he wanted fucking love there's a whole bunch of shit they could have done better with it was like for me it was like a seafood salad and they just threw everything in. Like, okay, we're gonna put oysters, we're gonna put shrimp, mm. we're gonna put this. And I don't like all that shit together. I, I don't, don't. don't.
0: <laughs> well, it you know, it brings up like an interesting, uh, as we're talking about this, is, is the whole, this is something you helped me learn very early on is don't start a conversation if you're not able to adequately finish it and hold the appropriate space for that conversation. Yes. Because you essentially open up a wound and or and or a trigger, but then if you don't properly address it, and again, if it, 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 you can harm someone, so that so as you're talking about this, that's that's what's coming to mind, you
2: and know?
1: that's why and that's why all these people talking about how they, I was like, and so what that's what I was about to say when I was when when Kristen finally saw, her, we talked yesterday, and and she said the same thing I did. All she's going, she's looking at all the people who are making this, and I was like, it's changed my perspective on a lot of folks a lot of people who I thought were, were getting it. I'm like, Oh damn, you still in ABCs. Okay. <laughs> now I right. know how to deal with you. Cause you ain't ready for this.
0: Right. I know. I know. And you know what? I love that. You're like, well, I was going into this concrete. And like, I too was going into it as like, Mom Erin. Like, I just wanted mm-hmm. it to be, I wanted it that I, to be the sets and the costumes. Like, that was exciting. Yes. I love that. I love these movies, like, big with Tom Hanks, but like the premise is like, you go into an alternate world or like those are fun and like,
1: and like, just how, like just how and, clever they had how you yes. get that you got to take the boat to the, and how do you get back? You go in reverse. Right. I mean, it was so clever.
0: Very clever. Well, it's I dealt with this with, again, I well, the latest movie before that was I went to the Pixar's new movie, Elemental. And that thing, I guess it debuted, was it can or it debuted at a film festival. I didn't mm-hmm. know this. I just took my kids to it. And I liked it. I cried. It was clever. They use puns. You know, it's about the elements. There's fire, there's water. They're mm-hmm. all living in mm-hmm. community. It's a forbidden love story, kind of like a Romeo and Juliet or a West Side Story. Mm-hmm. And I walked away, you know, I got teary. I thought it was sweet. It taught the kids some fundamental lessons, but then I started, you know, re- it was getting panned by like variety in Hollywood. I'm like, why can't a movie just fucking be a movie? Yes, You know, like it was, it was similar, but it was like, did it take on too much? It didn't finish these conversations. It didn't like, it's a fucking Pixar movie. It's a, like, and, can, and
2: that's you know? the thing. If you're going to bring Barbie,
1: <laughs> you could just had a kid. You could have just had a storyline. It didn't have to have all of this shit. Right. And if you're going to do all of that shit, do it well. That's my whole point. You right. could have, this could have been a lot fun, giddy. happy. I mean, you had Will, whatever his damn name is uh, from um, Elf. Yeah, yeah. the, the chick from uh, Santa Live, the splits chick. You had all, I mean, it could have been fun. Right. Just, a, it could have been an escape. This movie was not an escape for me. That's what, that's what it was. It was like, It's either it was could have been an escape, but y'all chose to
2: take it there, but you didn't do a good job taking it there. That's what it is. Yeah. Mm Yeah. Y'all went just like, oh, my God, if this white chick don't stop fucking crying, what the fuck is she crying about? White women's tears. Why the fuck is she crying all the time? It's like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 I mean, again,
1: costumes and set just the, oh my God, I would love to sit down and have a conversation with those because that where they get these ideas, where they, even the, even the person who wrote the script, I think it was an original when you talk about, if you think of, cause I was thinking like, if you think of Oscars, you know, when they talk about original script, it was mm-hmm. original, right?
2: It was original, mm-hmm. right? It just wasn't as clever as everybody keeps saying it is.
0: Right, I <laughs> not know. to me. Yeah, yeah, I know. My my favorite parts of it were I, I loved the I loved the storyline that they had start developing with Ken. I, I I love just in terms of how they equated patriarchy to like to his narrative. Right, the, mm-hmm. I agree. The end probably felt flat. Um, just well even,
2: then people
1: get even, pissed about people some of the conversations I heard about they was pissed about he had to Ken's had too much time on the screen. I was like, Lord have mercy. It's fucking none of them have genitalia, a real none of them have genitalia. they right. fucking Barbie and Ken. That's it. They are Barbie and Ken. That's it. Now, if you could have had a they could have had a great story about some generic ass Barbie and Ken's. That could have been a great story but y'all tried to go down this goddamn lot
2: and just, that's what I'm talking about. And it goes back to Gen Z. They're going to be the disruptors, but if they're not careful, they're going to hurt the most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So if you're not, ready
1: to have this conversation at a, I mean, how do you have a, con- all these, what? And that's, that's when I knew it was going to be problematic when I saw the white women talking about it. Cause I went in, I was like, okay, there is no inter- intersectionality here at all. So if you're going to make all the Barbies the same, then make all the Barbies the same. They're going to, if, then why is this one stereotypical Barbie? Cause that right there, is status quo. I saw, I read all of that shit in there. Mm-hmm. Is the white woman's st- status quo
2: bullshit? Then every the president had didn't have a storyline.
0: No, no, and and I do I will say that the casting felt very, as I mentioned, token. Right, you've got mm-hmm. the one who's shapelier. Right, there's a heavier set yes. one. Yes. Right, she had no purpose. Yeah, she was just you just know to be you there. Had, just to be there. Right, you know, um, just to say
1: you had diversity on the screen. Yep,
0: you know, um, yeah, had- so there
1: were. I saw somebody in the did I see somebody in a wheelchair?
0: I think so. I think yeah. potentially. Um, right.
1: Yeah. And so, so I, 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 I get the diversity of the Barbies and that's what they should have stuck with. Not with all of this other stuff. It should have been the varsity of the bar. The, mm-hmm. Like I forgot about Skipper. I forgot she had a little sister. Um, I, I forgot that they came out with that pregnant um
2: Barbie.
0: <laughs> right. That, that was hysterical. I, yes. That's, it's funny because my daughter wanted one this year, and I had to go on eBay. She asked for one for Christmas, and <laughs> like they they still make them. They're very hard to find. Oh wow! Um, but and I thought the Alan character was funny,
1: the forgotten best friend, like yes, the, like so they those, had a little cute. They, that yes. if they would have stuck with that, right? Just like you said, just make it a movie, right? There's enough
0: fandom out there and bland yes. legacy that, that they could have done it in a way that like propelled the the brand forward, right? Um. Which I, I, yeah, it was confusing. I, I definitely,
1: <laughs> but I still don't think it was the existential threat that that the that, that the right wing folks are trying to make it out to be.
0: And it's just it, me right. and
1: no baby, no. And nor
0: should and nor should the America Ferrera speech be the rally cry or anthem <laughs> that is circulating out there. I agree, and I yeah. I found it problematic with listen to. But again, but again, I just I went to the movies. Like I yeah. enjoyed it. You guys to <laughs> Last night, I literally, it was that cheerleading practice with my daughter and the two moms said we went, we weren't expecting that. They're like, can't they just make a, like, say they had the same reaction. Like, can I just make a movie about Barbie? Like, do they have, yes. you know? Yes. And I said, or I I- if
1: you're going to make a movie <laughs> about yeah. uh, of feminism, it should not be white feminism. That's just,
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Because that's why you only talk about the patriarchy because that's the only thing you have to deal with.
0: Well, that's just it. And that's why it's very funny. I've always been uncomfortable with feminism, mm-hmm. Beca- and, and and because my lived experience is that I don't feel like I've personally experienced. I mean, there is definitely, I mean, there's of course there's equity, but but I've never personally felt oppressed. Sorry, I'm losing my earpiece here.
2: Most white I, folks haven't.
0: <laughs> I, I haven't per- that. <laughs> no, but I I haven't personally felt oppressed, uh, because of my gender, certainly not because of my race, but because of my gender, um, until I will say there were a few instances when I became a, care- a caregiver, a parent that mm-hmm. I did, I, that it did, that it did surface, but not until then. I mean, I went 35 years and mm-hmm. never felt oppressed as a woman. Um, you know, and that's just my lived experience. Yes. And I'm not saying that I'm not saying it doesn't exist. It does exist, but I, exactly. but anyway. But, but,
1: and the thing is, it's, it doesn't need, it, it's not even, see, this is the again, the binaries. It right. is, I'm either oppressed or, I, or I'm not. No, there are nuances. And until white women understand that you also oppress others, we're gonna get nowhere.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that the patriarchy for many black women is not our problem, it's y'all. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so to see all these white women on social, exclaiming how great this was, and then I go see it. And I'm like, oh yeah, now nah, okay. Thank you, thank you for letting me know who you are. Thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. But again, beautiful movie. Absolutely I know. beautiful.
0: I know. Fun. I could go fun. back
1: just to watch it, if I didn't have to listen to it. Um,
2: mm-hmm. um, like even with the the whole uh what's her name rita the the, the
1: the 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 she made barbie comes in she's the one sitting in the
0: oh rhea perlman
1: yeah rhea perlman? what was yeah. her point and it's like what was her point that was like <laughs> well that
0: that's a great example of definitely too many things going on in the movie right yeah. you've got the legacy of the brand you've got so i mean even, i know so
1: even when they went to the went to the um the 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 headquarters and first of all, there's a man who's, who's making these decisions, but the whole, he's supposed to be, understand women. It was like, there was too much and nobody and nothing. It was just like, let's throw everything at the wall. Right. Yeah. I know. Yeah.
0: But then hearkening back to my film school days, I, I, I do think that a film Harkening of this more-
1: I haven't heard that in a long time. Hearkening <laughs> back. Go <ahead>. Harkening back. <laughs>
0: um sounds like something you should say on a podcast um exactly.
1: let's harken back to that <laughs>
0: <laughs> the fact that the movie got everyone talking about it i think that's a good movie right like i think a, a movie that that creates interest and conversations is always good in in, a, in essence but um but not if you just want to go to the movies <laughs> have some milk duds turn but off your also- life
1: but also you know, I'm going to challenge that a bit because what movies get to be talked about? Not every, every movie gets to be great, about.
0: That's a great, you very good point. Box office, mainstream Not
1: every movie ever gets to be talked yep. about. It. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's again, who gets to, who has the levers of power, who gets to, you know, have these, gets, to, gets to have these conversations. Just to have an opinion about these conversations. I mean not conversations, but about these movies. Like yeah. who gets to who gets to be the authority?
0: Yeah, that's a good that's a good challenge.
1: Yeah. Who gets cause if you ask me about this shit, I'm gonna tell you. It
2: was not all that, y'all. It could have been y'all just could have left it at a Barbie movie and I would've enjoyed mm-hmm. my damn self. And your you hair. <laughs> I would look at I'm looking at your hair. You're a Barbie fan. <laughs>
1: It's all pink. I need to get I, it done again. I was gonna
0: say I could attest. This was pink before the movie. People went all out. That was fun too. Just like when I told yes! my kids,
1: that goes back to what you're talking about. The, the fandom. It was there. Yeah.
0: It was amazing. Everybody was in pink. It was adorable. There was a group of moms and their little girls, and they all I saw them. They had brunch outside the movie theater at the restaurant next door, and they were all decked out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was adorable, and they had fun activations at the theater. There was a box you
1: could step in. Yes, I saw
0: that. Yep, the, mm-hmm. your own Barbie yep. doll. They had all kind of fun stuff. Yep.
1: I know. Yeah, they should have just left it as a fan movie. Yeah, instead of going if you're gonna go, but there was really, and then there are people talking about a part two of what? What, what, what part two? What are you gonna talk about?
0: Maybe, uh, so here's probably where they'll go with it parenting.
1: <laughs> oh, with the wonder, two of, well, they they didn't get together, they right? They didn't
0: get together, but I wonder, like, I, I wonder if they would go into that because I think I could see that having an audience now that they saw how all the white women reacted yeah they yeah, have yeah, they, yeah. they could go in that direction yeah they could go and in, then like, they can the talk mom. about
1: then they can have a conversation yeah. about why I still I, I do all the work but why I still got to come home and do all the work
0: <laughs> yep basically if you want to listen a couple episodes back on our podcast no yes. but like but uh but that's I mean listen What is, and it's actually a good segue to our joyful segment because I will say that like the uh, what is because we often talk about how white White community doesn't exist. It doesn't com- exist in the way that black community exists. Mm-hmm. There is white mom community in the woe is me. And this is again white women complaining. We love to be the victim. <laughs> but there is a woe is me mommy culture. Mm-hmm. Um that, 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 that centers that, you that centers mm-hmm. you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yep. And black women and women of color just gotta goddamn do it. Um, yep. Yeah. You know, we they don't have I can't speak because I'm not a mother, and that was by choice. Um, so, but they can't. They don't get the when white women oh oh woe is me. They get the
2: oh, uh,
1: not everybody else. You could do more. Why didn't you do that? You get uh, that's what they get. Yeah, and that's why the fuck I didn't want them. I was like uh uh-uh, uh, I can't do that. I know I couldn't do that shit. It takes a village, and I, I would have to cuss, cuss my village out. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I need to drop these motherfuckers off. Y'all, y'all need to keep them for a month. Go, go, home, go to aunt TT house. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: I knew that about myself. So thankfully I knew that, but yeah, you're right. There's a, but that's that, that's the thing about, again, let's, expl- let's, let's talk about why that is spot the pattern. Always the hero, victim, never the villain. That's why there's that whiny. Mm-hmm. Cause they can't be a hero in that. You can't be a hero in wine.
2: And talk about how how um, hard your path is. You have to justify it. Right. Yeah. You have to be the victim. Right.
0: And, yeah, that's right. We vacillate between that and then hero. Like, mm-hmm. But I've been complaining, but then I'm going to go on, I'm going to be this, and I'm very guilty of this. I'm going to go on the PTO. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna volunteer for this. That you know, it's it's a cyclical pattern,
1: and that's the thing when I say that you don't, you are victims of white supremacy as well, because you can't get off the 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 hamster wheel yourselves.
0: That's right. Mm-hmm.
1: You feel obligated. You feel driven to do these things that will cause you to now whine about.
0: Right. Exactly. I was just gonna say that. So that we can create TikToks that we watch on Instagram three days later uh, <laughs> that that parody and make fun of and essentially whine at all that mm-hmm. we've committed to. Yes. But, but we're grown adults who've, who've made these commitments. But yeah, it's it's a vicious cycle, um, which could be in and of itself its own Barbie movie, right? Because that would be a topic we could dive into. But
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. And, and so, so, yeah. So to bring it all the way back to Gen Z you know, it, it'll be interesting just to see how they navigate. Cause to your point, like it's a hamster wheel. If, if there's any generation capable of maybe stepping off that wheel.
1: Because is- they're, they're, they're not doing any extra work at work. Right. They're not doing, they leaving on time. They are rebelling about this whole come back to work shit. Yep. Millennials as well. Yeah. Um, it's going to be different and still they need that guidance to how to
2: navigate it in a way that minimizes harm mm-hmm. because the ones who still who were who let's be honest white folks will be able to get away
1: with this black and brown oh damn i just realized that in this whole conversation i've been talking about white people I have not even thought because black and brown people, um,
2: that shit ain't going to fly at work. Those those things you just read, they're not going to fly at work. Oh, my God. Right.
0: So so it's a generational privilege to be defied. It's a generational privilege to not give two fucks, Right. Like.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, again, it's intersectionality. It's the generation and, and, and white being able to leverage
2: white supremacy. Having that privilege. Were you always given the benefit of the doubt? Mm -hmm. Were you always given the assumption of positive intent? Oh, Chad, that's funny. Your your thing is funny. Oh, that's cute. April, why are you so angry? Why does your thing sound so angry? Mm Wow. Fuck. I just realized that I've been talking about people the whole damn time. That's deep. <laughs> it is deep. It is deep. So,
0: I mean, so you're falling prey to the systems institution policy. You're centering whiteness.
1: <laughs> you're centering and that's your- what I tell people. That's why uh-huh. I say we all have our own internalized white supremacy and anti-blackness. As much as I talk about this shit, I have been indoctrinated in this shit as well. Of course. We all have. Wow. Okay, I need. To, we need to go to something joyful because that that, oh, fuck, that fucked me up. Okay, I need to process that later. I need to get high and process that. (laughs) So, what am I joyful about? This is our section about what can't two bitches be joyful? So, what am I joyful about? I am joyful
2: that I really have a team who gets this work, who makes this work fun. Because I understand that to, To really, there are people who like what they do. A lot
1: of people don't like where they have to do it, who they have to do it with, all these others. They like what they do. It's all this other shit that comes with it. And I can say,
2: I love what I do because I love the people I get to do it with. And it just hit me. I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna deviate. I'm gonna go off on a tangent, people. I'm looking at the back of Aaron's
2: wall, and it just hit me that that's Strat House Experience. That, yeah, yeah, Strat House Experience company. That right there is what we're trying to create
1: is experiences. And that's, and so
2: again, one of those full circle moments. The experience I have in my work and with the people I work with that brings me joy. How about you This conversation is bringing me joy. I've had a great time today. I've had a great
0: time today, and I feel as though I learn every time I'm with you. And I just really enjoy looking at the world through your eyes. And the time that, that I get to spend with you doing that and the time I get to spend with you doing that asynchronously too, through, through the content you put out there. Um, and so, so yeah, I was going into this because we always plan something before we hop on a bit, right? A little bit, just in terms yeah. of, we want to stay on track and use your time wisely listeners. So I was thinking about, and it's funny because I was thinking about how much joy I'm deriving from, um, from online content these days. Cause I, cause I just, those quick hits of dopamine, I used to feel bad yes. about like being, I used to be feel bad about being on like, I sometimes I wake up and I, and I literally go on Instagram first because I can't face my inbox and I do it for like five or 10 minutes. And I used to feel bad about that. And I'm like, why am I shaming myself? My Instagram is a curation now of people that I follow who bring me joy and respect. Yes. And, and you know, what's crazy, excuse me, let me choose a different word. What's I think I, we want to be sensitive. What's interesting is that I don't even see my friends on Instagram anymore. People, like it started off as I, like like people that I followed personally yes. and, you know, they don't even come yes. up on my feed anymore. It's all yes. these content creators. And so I find that I'm able to build a little bit of community and better face my day because I'm I'm getting a lot of levity through the content out there, which generally parodies my real life. And, and yes. then it's funny because it came up during this conversation. A lot of it is like the mom humor in the content, which has, a, you know, we can talk about, it I can have a deeper meaning, but it is just nice to feel seen yes. through content when, yes. when something... You just feel seen when somebody. Oh my god, that ADHD you,
1: content I'm getting. Oh my, oh my god, like <laughs> what?
0: You, you send that to me all the time, and I love it because it just hits. And so when yes. something hits, and you feel seen, you feel community, and 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 for me, that's important way to start my day. So that's been yeah. bringing me joy. I'm like, I'm like, I really enjoy it, and I, you know, so yeah. So I'm enjoying it. And you and I share a lot of fun content, you know, yeah. uh, you know, outside of the workplace. We have yeah, kind of like For me, content. Instagram
1: is, 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 I tell people Instagram is inspiration. That's where I go to, to giggle and shit. I don't, I don't, yeah. I'm not looking for heavy shit on Instagram.
0: <laughs> yeah. Agreed. I agreed. And it's bringing me sure. joy. And, and joy without guilt or shame. It's like, wait, but this is like yes, pick it up exactly. the New York Times. Like it's where I get my beat, my daily beat. Yes. You know? Yes. So And
1: and anyway. we've and, and and the fact that that's evaluated more important because it's the New York Times than whether right. you you cure I mean you get to curate your own shit on Instagram. Right. That's power. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Yes. And I will be the to but I do still get the New York times. I love a, I love a newspaper. I love a book. I love getting it. My get mom does times. too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. I like books yeah. and I do like books. I've never been a news. I don't, I, I've never been a, uh, yeah, I take it. I used to use read the newspaper. I read it on my phone though. I don't, I don't need that tactile mm-hmm. for, but for books I do. Cause I like to highlight yeah. doggy pages and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: you love don't want a book from
1: me. Cause I got wrote, I've written in the margins. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, it's funny. I, I went to the library. I put this on LinkedIn. I went to the library a few weeks ago and I used it as my workplace for the day. And yeah, I saw awesome. that.
1: You said this is a great place to work. It's yeah. a great
0: place. It's free. There's Internet's internet. Free. Mm-hmm. Internet's free. They had a phone charger. My phone was going to die. They had a charging station. Yeah. They have little rooms to take phone calls. Yeah. And and then I, and the smell of books and, and I could see programming. They have stuff. I mean, it was really, I, yeah. love, I love the library.
2: Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. 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 I spend a lot of time in the library. <laughs> I was that in the, in the book, in the stacks, Carol, I was in the stacks. That's, that was nosy for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This has been great. Um, yeah. This has been interesting. Again, we never know. We have topics, we have subjects, but well, where are we going to go with it? We never know. <laughs> we never know. We never know.
0: Yeah. And I love too. We also had a plan topic for today that we, that we decided not to proceed with. Yes. Yeah. And I love that. So we quickly kind of came together with, oh, let's talk about this and let's talk about this and look how those two intersect.
1: And yeah. yeah. So go us. Yeah. And that goes back to, again, when you find that community to collaborate with, it's, it, it can be, it can be joyful. It can be engaging. It can be fun. It does it's work but it's, it's, it's work that we choose to do in the way that we choose to do it. I think that's what it is. Not, I think I know that's what it is because no one's telling us how to do this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We're figuring this out on our own. That's right. We're, we're feeding off each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know for me, that's freedom. And I, and I can assume from you, because as again, you're about experience. You have your own, we like curating our own. Oh, we like curating our own joy i like that yeah and i give permission folks. you permission to do that yourself folks to curate your own joy so with that we're gonna lay we're gonna um close out and let you know as always we are laying the foundation for a future that is hopeful authentic and strategic in action will you join us